When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. Off the left wing boards. Comes across to nurse. Hit shot. Scores! Right at the side of the net by Warren Fogle. Right on the back door, and Fogle makes it 4-1 to Edmonton. That's an even strength goal. Before you get fireworks, you get five from Fogle. Warren Fogle with his first career five-point night, two goals and three assists. And the Edmonton Oilers once again Pluck the Anaheim Ducks. 7-2 is the final here on New Year's Eve as just for the fourth time in their history, the Oilers win a game on December 31st. Hope you're having a great New Year's Eve. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Rob, this has been uh, a matchup over over our years together. We've seen both sides of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Anaheim Ducks used to beat the Edmonton Oilers fairly routinely and often easily. Mm-hmm. And now in the last few years, that has flipped with the Oilers beating the, the Ducks uh, regularly, fairly routinely, and uh, often with a lopsided result. This game actually the closer of their two meetings this season. It was 8-2 Edmonton back on November 26th. In that game, a player you expect to rack up a lot of points, Connor McDavid got five points. But tonight, it is Warren Fogle coming through with a five-point game. Yeah, he, he's been excellent. Uh, since they put together a line of Fogle, McLeod, and Dreisaitl, uh, been dominant. Uh, and it's each night, it seems like it's a different one of them that leads the charge. McLeod's had a couple games where he was first star at night's end. Leon's had a couple games where he, he led the charge. And there have been a few games where Fogel's been the strongest player on the line. And what you love about it is it's not secondary plays that Fogel and McLeod are playing. They're not just saying, all right, Leon, go. We'll go in front of the net and we'll just get those ones and bounce in the the empty net rebounds. They're creating the plays. They're getting the first assists. They're driving the net and making plays around the blue paint. Uh, Fogel, uh, early in the season, number of grade A scoring chances. He was using his speed. He was making plays, but wasn't finding the back of the net. Seemed a little bit snake-bitten. Uh, since he and McLeod were united or put together with Leon, McLeod and Fogel have somehow found their hands, their goal-scoring hands, and they've become consistent. Uh, what is this? Four, four times that McLeod's had double digits, or excuse me, multiple points in a game. Fogel has five tonight, and not giving up anything going the other way. 
the line was plus four on the, on the night as well. So they're getting it done defensively and certainly are putting the pucks in the net and offensively. And they've given the Edmonton Oilers a two-prong attack right now, something that they didn't have earlier in the season. Yeah, well, and I think a big thing you hit on there, Rob, this this isn't, okay, well, we're with Dreisaitl mm-hmm. and, and he's going to set us up and that might last three or four games, but eventually it'll, it'll peter out. I mean, there, there was a goal tonight. Uh, Dreisaitl took a shot, but because Fogel made a nice assist yep. and then Fogel set up McLeod for the goal. So Leon actually, we thought he might get a point on that place. So I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying he's not involved in the <laughs> plays, but it, those guys are, are, are driving it uh, a lot of times. And and we've praised the McDavid, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins line excessively, and I think rightfully so, yep. for their ability to keep keep pucks alive. But McLeod and Fogel are doing it in their own way. They well. are. It's not as uh, sexy as the yeah. McDavid line, but uh, through hard work, determination, uh, they had a shift where they were just continuously crisscrossing in the offensive zone, dropping the puck, and creating passing lanes, scoring lanes. Uh, you talk about the, the, the creating their own chances. The McLeod goal, it was Fogel from behind the net, hitting McLeod in front for the empty net, or for the one-time goal, and then they reversed it later in the game where McLeod got it behind the net and found Fogel in front. You like the fact that they're hanging out in the blue paint. Uh, McLeod and Fogel are not guys that are going to score from 30 feet out. They aren't guys that uh, get the puck on the stick, as we saw with Leon, and they'll one-time one home from distance. They have to be around the blue paint. And they're hanging in that area. When you're playing with a guy like Leon Dreisaitl, he attracts attention. It's not just one guy coming to him. It's usually two. That means somebody is open. And when you get your chance playing with good players, you've got to capitalize. And I think that's the biggest thing. When Leon went through his stretch about 10 games ago where the second line wasn't getting anything done, it wasn't like there weren't chances. Just nobody was capitalized. No one was finishing. So when you're playing with Leon, you got to make sure the puck goes in the back of the net. And Fogel and McLeod have been doing it consistently since they've been put together. And when you've got the best line in hockey with McDavid, and now you have this other line that can consistently get you two points a night, things are going to be well, and you're going to start winning hockey games. So uh, Warren Fogel was not... He wasn't the second act on that line tonight. He was the star of that line, and the star of the game is Warren Fogle, his first ever five-point game. So the Oilers win 7-2. They've won five straight. They are up to 18-15-1 on the season, and uh, they are 16-6 and in their last 22 games. That includes 15-6 and under Chris Knobloch, and uh, you can break that down to 13-3 and over their last 16 games. Six consecutive road games. They lost the first one to the Islanders, win the final five. So a lot of things going in the right direction for the Oilers, including uh, the goaltending. Skinner... A shutout in San Jose. Excellent performance last night. Calvin Pickard got the start tonight. He makes 28 saves, you know, granted against an Anaheim team. Um, and we'll talk about them maybe as we move along tonight, which perhaps isn't the, the most inspired club in the National Hockey League, but still had some chances, yep. and Pickard did exactly what he needed to do. Well, I, I, I believe the Edmonton Oilers are strong enough up front and with their power play, although their power play really hasn't done a whole lot lately, but strong enough up front offensively that they don't need a goaltender to win them hockey games. What they need is a goaltender that gives them quality starts. Uh, And I think that's what you're seeing, especially in the games that Calvin Pickard has played. He's not... 
standing on his head, but he's making the saves he's supposed to. Uh, he's he's not giving up a weak goal. He's, uh, well, more or less, he's given them quality start after quality start, and up front, they're going to score goals. And I think at the beginning of the season, the Oilers were terrible defensively, and they weren't getting saves when they needed it, and all of a sudden, they're finding themselves on the wrong side of the score at the end of the night. Well, now they're getting good starts, and it's consistently good starts. And when you have consistent goaltending, you have you, the players up front are confident. They're not afraid to make plays. They know that if a mistake is made, they are going to be bailed out. And then you have a team with swagger. So the goaltending has given the Edmonton Oilers offensive players some swagger and allowed them to play a little bit freer. So seven goals tonight for your Edmonton Oilers. we got to thank James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They are filling the net with 100 bucks to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous for every Oilers goal on the season. And that total now up to $12,300. We thank James H. Brown Injury Lawyers for that. Darnell Nurse with a couple of assists tonight. Both really nice plays. Very nice. Uh, we've talked a lot about Darnell over this last 22 games how he might be playing his best hockey in the last couple of years. Uh, simplified his game, uh, not forcing plays, good in his own end. And then when the puck's on his stick in the offensive zone, uh, making smart plays. And both the assists that he had tonight, the first the Leon one and then the one on Fogel, uh, he looked the defenseman off. He looked the goaltender off. Both times he froze the goalie Gibson. Both times he looked, he did not look at the player that he was passing it to. Thus, the defenseman didn't get into the passing lanes. Hits dry settle. That was a perfect pass. Anywhere else that pass is, and it was a long one, anywhere else dry settled can't one time it. But he put it on a tee for dry settle. He scores. And then the Fogel one, it just backed her. He hit the stick. Fogel didn't have to do anything other than make sure his stick was strong enough in his hands. So when it hit, it went in the back of the net. So Darnell Nurse had a strong night, and I know that you will do a four-star of the game. He would be my guy. Is I thought he had an excellent game for the Edmonton Oilers. He will be the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars picked in the arena. Well, McLeod, three, dry settle, two, Fogel, one. They're, they were a line, so <laughs> they were the best line in the game. So. And Nurse had two assists and was plus four in this hockey game and had five hits, which led... Well, let everyone in the hockey game. He had five hits of the 12 that the Oilers had on the on the night. And he actually, great hit on Zegras. Uh, what period would that have been? Early in the third period that sent Zegras to the bench. Yeah, Darnell Nurse had a wonderful game tonight, as did everybody on the Edmonton Oilers. This was a game that was never in doubt. Yeah, jumping all over the Ducks for the 7-2 win. And Rob, two of the three games on this road trip, I mean, you expect the Oilers to win. I, I know San Jose beat Edmonton earlier in the season, but I mean that is that is going to happen yeah. from from time to time. Uh, you know, we both make notes before games, look at lineups. You and I will talk about stuff off air as well. And when I was writing down the Sharks lineup the other night, I was thinking to myself, like, <laughs> who who are these guys, and, and how good are they going to be? In a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bob made that point on the face-off show as well. I was writing down Anaheim's lineup today, and I'm like, okay, you know, Zegris, I know he's having a, a, a bad year, but he, he could be dangerous. Uh, you know, Strom, he's a, a decent player. Um, Mason McTavish, you know, Kalorn played for Tampa. Yep. Fowler, uh, Drysdale. Uh, Henrique has Henrique. always been solid. Um 
you know, Vetrano, that was his 17th goal of the night. He scored. Uh, so I was thinking, you know, they Silverberg. Was, Silverberg has been a pretty good pro for a number for of years. About yeah. a decade or so. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like they, they had chances, but when they got hemmed in, they get hemmed in bad. And I thought it, at times they were. Like, I, I, San Jose is not good, but I, I don't know if they were as sloppy as the Ducks were. And quite frankly, at times, the Ducks in this game. They lack compete. They, they, they lack compete. They, they didn't like. I, I was. I don't. I, I was going to. I'll say it. I hate to say this. They, they almost looked like they gave up. I agree. Well, to me, it's almost. They, they didn't compete. And when we've watched the, the, the Oilers against San Jose, uh, San Jose lacks talent. And they knew they were going to lack talent this year. It's a rebuild. They've got Hurdle, who's a fantastic hockey player. Then it's a huge drop-off. They've got some major injuries in San Jose. Couture's out of their lineup, who uh, has been a, a star in this league for many years. Yet they competed. You had to work for everything. At the end of the night, they're going to lose hockey games because they're not as good as the other team. But you know you earned it. Uh, tonight, uh, you know, the goaltender tonight, Gibson, he made probably six or seven saves, like big saves, and still gave up seven goals. Uh, and to me, he looked like he quit. He's like, you know what? You guys aren't going to work in front of me. The heck with you guys. I'm, and one of the goals, I think it was the, the Fogel goal from behind the net, he was still turning around. He's like, I don't care anymore. Uh, it, they had a lack of compete, a lack of commitment to detail. Uh, in their own zone, just poor decision made. It just, it, they, they were, it was awful. And they've, they, we've seen them twice, and I said it the last time they played in Edmonton. I, th- I said at that point, I thought the San Jose Sharks would end up ahead of them in the standings because I was so disappointed in the way they played. The Oilers have scored 15 goals against them in two games. They, I can't remember that, how, how the goalie played in the first game, but in this game, Gibson was great at times. And they still gave up 15 goals in two games, and it could have been 20. It could have been 22. Uh, so I don't know what's wrong with it. Their, their star player that held out and got the big contract, Zegras, has got, well, I think he might have had two assists tonight, but he's got six points on this one assist. So he's got five points on the season. Uh, this is, he did have a groin injury. He missed a couple but games. But he's playing. Yeah, he's played 16 games. He's got five points. He was supposed to be their star player. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand why they're as bad as they are. They shouldn't be. I mean, I don't think they're – they're certainly not a playoff team, but they're not a team that at the end of the night you're thinking, huh, 7-2. Well, I guess it was lucky it wasn't 12-2, but that is a a, a team that sh- – you should have to earn a victory against the Anaheim Ducks. The Oilers haven't had to earn any victories against them. They were given to them both nights. All right, so 7-2, Edmonton wins it tonight. So Edmonton 18-15-1 on the season. So they continue to climb towards a playoff spot. Now with 37 points, that's the same as St. Louis. Edmonton with two games in hand on the Blues. And the Oilers three points behind the, well, did we call them the plucky Arizona Coyotes? I mean, that's a team I thought would have started to go away by now, but they're they're not. Uh, Arizona has 40 points. The Oilers with a game in hand on Arizona and three games in hand on Nashville, who's the other wildcard team with uh, 41 points. Actually, Seattle also with 37 points, but the Oilers have three games in hand on them. Uh, get, so just just updating there. Okay. I, I know you don't look at no, it, but, but I like to update it. I'm going to throw this out there too because I, I, I made a 100% guarantee that the Oilers would make the playoffs. I'm going to throw this out there. I don't think it's out of the out of possibility that the Oilers not only are a wildcard team, but it finish in the top three in their division. 
they're eight behind LA. LA has a I game and I don't think LA. I don't think it's LA that they will catch. I think they will catch Vancouver or Vegas. Who they are twelve points behind yep. at the moment. I, right, well, I think. Keep an eye on. I, 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 I said the Oilers were going to go twelve and two in their next fourteen games. They've won their first three. Uh, their schedule is very favorable in January. It is not taxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way they're playing right now, I, I just this Oiler team is playing the way everyone expected them to play. It just took them a month to get there. But they are now playing as an elite team in the National Hockey League. And to beat the Oilers now, you have to be at your very, very best. But I believe every game the Oilers go into, they could and should win. I think they're that good right now. Yeah, well, if they if they play consistently and they get the stops, yep. they give anybody a tough time. And, 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 and we had a couple calls about this last night, and we're starting to see it more. And we have seen it in the past when as the Oilers have become a perennial playoff team here uh, they're, they're showing some resilience I mean that yep. was not a great first period last night in Anaheim or in LA calm down come out good second period get back in the game figure it out and I'll go a step further with why this team is a much better team than we've seen in, in a while they're the Edmonton Oilers were a team that if you get great goaltending they will beat you because their power play will beat you it's right now it's even strength they scored seven even strength goals today their power play, I think what you said, they've got... They have one power play goal in the last seven games. And in those games, what are they right now? Five and two. Five and two. And they've won five straight. Yeah. And they've had one power play goal and all that. They're doing it five on five right now. So that is something that we haven't seen in the past for the Edmonton Oilers. And that's why I, I am bullish on the Edmonton Oilers right now. 7-2 victory in Anaheim. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. Head coach Chris Knobloch. Against Anaheim. It was a high event game tonight. Um, I thought there was a lot of chances both sides. I liked what we did offensively. Um, when we did make mistakes, uh, Picks played really well. He made some really key saves, a lot of almost for sure goals where they were taken away, and that's a good reaction, good compete uh, by him and not giving up. Um, yeah, and overall, I liked. A lot of good things in the game side. And offensively, obviously, when you score seven goals, and we had a lot of good plays. Our goalie made some really good saves that uh, we weren't expecting. But, um, yeah, we're, we're very happy with the victory. What struck you most about the Warren Fogle, Ryan McLeod, and Leon Dreisaitl line? Well, they're starting to get some chemistry. Um, they've been playing really well. They're three guys that um, are good hockey players. I think they cycle the puck really well. Um, you know, I think it's really important. Fogel and uh, McLeod, how hard they worked, getting in on the forward check, creating turnovers, um, and they're not giving up the puck. You know, they're able to create the turnovers, and then they are able to make plays. And I think, uh, you know, Leon's starting to feel very confident, better about his game, and, um, you know, three of them are really uh, building some chemistry. Warren Fogel specifically, when his game is going, what are you seeing, Chris? Well, just being able to protect the puck, and I think there was an example um, on the rush in the second period. Um, not sure actually who got the end up getting the goal. I remember it set up with I think Fogel protect the puck on the rush, not not trying to beat the defenseman one on one. He was able to make a play, uh, uh, McLeod, McLeod or uh, one touched it back to Drysaddle. Beautiful shot under the bar, and uh, Gibson made a beautiful save. Um, and then after that, we were able to score. But I think a lot of just not giving the puck away, 
Um, and he's so good in the offensive zone, uh, below the goal line. You know, there's every, every player has strengths. That's probably one of his biggest strengths is how good he is below the goal line. I know Darnell Nurse factored in uh, on a, with a couple of primary assists tonight, but his overall game, Chris, do you feel like it's a little underappreciated with how much he has on his plate and how much responsibility he has on the back end? Yeah, no, I think uh, him and Cease uh, deserve a lot of credit the way they've been playing. Um, you know, a lot of shutdown responsibilities. Um, you know, it's nice to see him make a couple nice, really nice plays for uh, Sis tonight. And, um, you know, I just think with Sis, getting back to Darnell, just how well he skates, he's able to close plays, and he's strong and wins those battles. I don't know how many times on the penalty kill he breaks up a play, and he's got guys all over his back, and he's still able to make the clear. So a lot of, a lot of stuff like that is very... Um, very appreciated by uh, by the team. You came back from a slow start last night. What was the key to coming out hard tonight? And well, I think we built a game tonight also. Um, uh, you know, I don't think uh, first period, I think we're very fortunate to be up 2-1. I, I think the Anaheim was probably the better team in the first period, but uh, we're fortunate to be up 2-1. They, yeah, they weren't going to make it easy on us, and it was definitely a better first period than it was in LA. But um, we still want to. Starts are so important, especially scoring the first goal. Um, that's something that we'll have to be working on. Your goalie gets his second straight win, and for a guy who doesn't see a lot, just how about his night and being sharp? Yeah, no, a lot of credit. I think he played really well tonight, and, you know, giving up two tonight, it could have been a lot more uh, th with the quality of chances. And I think there was a lot of times when the it was almost a for-sure goal and he was able to take it away. And, um, you know, uh, for a team, you uh, you get excited about that. You like to see that. It's like uh, seeing a big hit or uh, somebody doing a key block shot. You see a goalie make a save that they weren't expecting. It, it provides life and energy uh, for the uh, the rest of the guys. More of a lift because it's almost like he's a pinch hitter in baseball who comes in and gets a double or extra base hit. Yeah, it's it's tough um, for you know a fourth line guy. Not sure when his next shift is going to be in the rotation. And sometimes you sit there for a while. And same with a backup goalie. You don't get a play regular. It might be a week um, between starts. And, um, you know, we're very fortunate. He's been playing very well. Um, we're happy to have him. Chris, obviously a very special year for you and being named an NHL head coach. I'm not sure if you're a big resolution guy or not, but do you have any resolutions for 2024? Uh, no, no resolutions. I'm just enjoying this this time here with, uh, with the team, and hopefully we can get as many wins as possible. All right, that is Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. No resolutions. I don't blame him. I don't have any either. Well, if I'm telling, I'm not telling anybody. Well, resolutions. yeah, he's not going to say it publicly. <laughs> no. I mean, no disrespect to Tony Brower, but <laughs> I wouldn't tell Tony either. Because then you're going to hold me to them. Like, yeah, I, I'm see, gonna get I, I see Tony all the time. I'm not going to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to get in better shape. And then you see me having a donut. You're like, oh, I thought you were doing, giving up that for no, no. So I'm going to keep all mine private. Well, better shape could involve the shape of a donut by That's eating well, more donuts. Maybe I, it is a shape. Maybe I have Round two, is a shape. Maybe I have two donuts a day, so now I'm down to one, so that's yeah, better shape. That's that'd be true. That's progress. <laughs> uh, it is the Oilers progressing in the standings with a 7-2 win over the uh, Anaheim Ducks tonight. Calvin Pickard is your winning goaltender. You're going to hear from him. You can also check in as well on the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, 
drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. It's 780-496-0063. You're listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. He's off to the right of Gibson. Close to Minchikov. And he'll get it up the left wing. Off him again. Slide that out to center. And it's Leeson to Labushkin. Right wing. To Henrique, put on that save by Pickard. That was picked out of the air. The rebound, oh, Pickard got that too. That is Calvin Pickard, the winning goaltender tonight for the Oilers. 28 saves. That one, his save of the game, presented by Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Oilers win 7 2 in Anaheim. Here's Pickard. Calvin, maybe just take us through the night uh, in terms of the team play in front of you. Yeah, um, I thought Anaheim came out with a hot start. Uh, they threw some pucks on the net, uh, kind of fed off the energy in the building, and then um, I think we scored five minutes in, and uh, you know they had a little bit of a pushback with a goal, and um, you know we never wavered. Even that second goal in the third period, uh, we followed it up with a few great shifts and ended up scoring a couple more. So credit to the guys. We uh, definitely deserved to win tonight, and um, it was a really good road trip. Back-to-back victories for you, for back-to-back starts for you personally. Three wins in your last four starts. Can you take us through the process and the focus it takes to kind of make sure you're ready when called upon? Yeah, uh, practice time's huge for me. Um, I've said it before, uh, you know, me and Shorty have had a lot of good sessions and, and uh, you know, when I get that chance to play, not putting too much pressure on myself and going out and doing my thing, I've been doing it for a long time now, so um, I'm confident in my ability and uh, I just want to keep building on it. Are you happy you didn't have to defend against Warren Fogel tonight, who seemingly has a really hot stick? Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. I see him every day in practice. He's got a absolute bomb of shots. So it's uh, you know it's great to see him rewarded. I think he had four or five points tonight. So great to see him get rewarded. He's working hard, and and uh, you know points are coming. As a goaltender, when you see the team playing so well in front of you, what does that do for you? Does that kind of calm you down? Does that settle the nerves a little bit, if any? For sure, yeah. No, um, yeah, I didn't feel really nervous tonight actually, but uh, yeah, I mean. Even uh, you know when they made it 5-2, I thought the, the next few shifts were great for us, and it's a you know a sign of a good team. Um, you know when good things happen, when bad things happen, you just keep going. And um, I thought we did a really good job that time. Let's talk about one player on the defense. Of course, you're the last line of defense, and maybe you can appreciate him more than any of us can. Darnell Nurse. I mean, he has the two highlight passes, the slap shot passes and ended up in the back of the net but just this body of work that he does in front of you to make the job easier for the goal. Yeah, he's excellent. He's a goalie's best friend. He's blocking shots. He's always got a stick in lanes and um, you know, you saw the uh, offensive side tonight but uh, he's been playing great hockey and it's uh, nice to have him in front of me for sure. Listen, you gave this team this fifth straight win. How does the team look now? Do you think things have turned around? Your guys are going to pick it up? Yeah, for sure. It's just, uh, you know, we didn't have a great start to the season. And, and uh, you know, we've been much better the last month and a half. We're definitely not out of the woods. And, um, you know, we're definitely getting a lot of uh, stuff to build on. And, um, you know, we just got to keep uh, keep things rolling. Do you have a view of uh, Dreisaitl's goal? Uh, was that Darnell too? Yeah, that was a nice goal. Yeah, he, I mean, he makes a home over there, and he can uh, he can hit the net from sharp angles, and it was beautiful. I mean, as an angle from that, just as a goalie, how can you stop, or do you just tip your hat to the skater and go? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a great goal. He scores a lot of goals from over there, and he gets uh, real good wood on it. Um, you know, anywhere in that quadrant, but uh, it was nice to see that going for sure. 
You get this win with your wife and daughter in the stands. I know that a win is sweet, but how much sweeter is it with them? Yeah, it was nice to have them here. I saw them in warm-ups, and, uh, you know, to have them drive down, it's great. Um, you know, I haven't seen them a ton first couple months of the year being at Edmonton. Uh, it was nice to have the holidays with them and, um, you know, hopefully see them here uh, soon again. I kind of have to ask because it's New Year's Eve. Are you a big resolution guy? And if so, are you willing to share? I'm not really, no. What time is it even right now? 8.15? we got a few hours before. We'll be on the flight, yeah. No, I'm just... Uh, Looking forward to having a beer and, and uh, hanging out with my teammates. You see, that's all you need on New Year's Eve. No, I think beer most... and your teammates or whatever group you can spend it with. You can say that just for about any night, uh, can you? Any night, or if you feel like being by yourself, <laughs> that's also fine. And if it and it doesn't have to be beer. No. Nope. Be nope. whatever you like. Whatever you want to celebrate have, with yeah, tonight. Really, spend it how you like. Spend it how you like. Just be safe when you do it. That's Calvin Pickard, 7-2 the... Oilers beat the Ducks. Had a good game. He, he did. He, well, he, he's played well since he's got called up. And again, it, I know that there's a lot of calls for Oliver Rodrigue, but this is a guy that's come in and he's done his job. Uh, Calvin Pickard uh, came in to give them quality starts. Uh, there's uh, some. Uh, there's a little adventure sometimes in his, his starts, but he keeps the puck out of the net. And we haven't seen any weak ones get by him, so it... Uh, it's been a nice start to his Edmonton Oilers career for Calvin Pickard, and uh, hopefully it'll continue. We're going to see him a few more times here in January, and then the Oilers are going to make a decision uh, probably before February and what they're going to do going forward. But Calvin Pickard's making a case that he wants to be the backup goalie here the remainder of the season. The Japanese Village Goal Light is activated on 630Ched.com. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn it on. And you can go to our website and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. We had the Set the Line contest, Rob. It was dramatic <laughs> because it shifted. When did Kulak score that goal? With, well, with 4.11 left. So... Dreisaitl assisted on this on that goal to push it into the over because they set the line at four and a half for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. Combined points by McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Bouchard. One for McDavid, three for Leon, one for Bouch. Well, you, what you could have done, too, to make it easier is just said instead of those three superstars, just go on Fogel's points alone. Imagine if I would have set the line at four and a half points by Warren Fogle. Would have anybody taken the over? We may have not had a winner. Uh, Fraser took the over for this one because the total was five, so he gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. All right, I know we have a couple of guys on hold. Uh, I wanna, I'll want i bring you in after the 9.30 news so we don't have to rush you here, but the Oilers have a pretty good month of December. They win their last five games in the month. They go 9-3 and three in December. They have won five in a row. Their record now up to 18-15-1 on the season. Anaheim with a loss here. They are now 13-23 and 23 on the year. And uh, now, as uh, Rob said, opportunity here for the Oilers in January to keep building. They play the Flyers on Tuesday. On Saturday, Ottawa comes to town and uh, no back-to-backs in January. And that leads into the bye week slash all-star break. We'll talk about more about that as we move along. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Fogel, right wing corner to dry sidle as pass goes through the slot. Back to the point. Kulak scores! Brett Kulak! Look out. Gets it just past the glove side of Gibson. Oilers are up 7-2 and everybody gets into it right in front of the Anaheim net. Well, that was the goal that rounded out the scoring tonight. Rounds out the scoring in the 2023 calendar year for the Oilers and then, yeah, a bit of a mix-up after that. 7-2 the Oilers hammer the Ducks. Warren Fogle with five points this evening. Very strong game from him as the Oilers win their fifth Straight. Yeah, it was. It, what do you think of that fight, by the way? Strom against Ekholm. Um, surprised at how uh, good a fighter Strom was. Uh, that was a size mismatch. As Ekholm is a monster, and Strom's a much smaller man. Uh, it's funny. We he, we watched them earlier in the game when they're in the penalty box, and we talked it. We we were trying to lip read and try to guess what they were talking about back and forth in the penalty boxes. Apparently, they were inviting each other to fight. Uh, Strom, to me, was one of the few players for the Anaheim Ducks that uh, did compete in this hockey game. And you saw that certainly there's some competitiveness when you fight a guy as big as Ekholm. Uh, Strom was very good in the fight early. He had Ekholm spun around, and then Ekholm eventually was able to get free, and at that point he used his size. But no, I was surprised by the fight, A, that they did it, and B, that Strom was as active in the fight as he was so it, it used to be in a game where you're getting beat up as bad as the Anaheim Ducks were that there would be a lot more fights uh, Strom to me was the only one outside of Gudis maybe who showed a little bit of gumption in this hockey game so uh, I don't know how often Ekholm fights but uh, Strom did surprise me in it all right seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. we have Sir Robert standing by Sir Robert go ahead okay guys how you doing good Oh, I want to touch a little bit on uh, uh, on the play tonight of uh, uh, Pickard. Obviously, I thought, you know, I mean, like in the first, they was, there was that little bit of a, I guess they were saying on TV, a little bit of a lull after the, uh, after the Oilers scored first, the Ducks tied it. But Pickard, he just, he was stable, did what he had to do, right, to, you know, allow the boys to eventually take to complete and full control of the game. So, uh I guess I guess that's going to lead me into my second point, which is on uh, Rodrigue. Uh, I mean, as much as this season, as much as I'd like to see him up here, frankly, frankly, I don't think I don't think that's necessarily the the smartest thing to do. Uh, not because he's not playing well, but because I just think you know you don't want to you don't want to necessarily throw him to the wolves too early, right? You you know you bring him up here thinking. Okay, well, you know, like we're gonna we're gonna trust you to back up Skinner to get us through the rest of the season, and then possibly deep into the playoffs. To me, I think uh, I think the earliest you're gonna bring a guy up like Rodrigue, I'm thinking is well, I mean, you know, next season if he plays his way onto the team, but. Uh, I don't know. I just think this year, I think it's a little too soon. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think uh, like we were talking about yesterday, I, I do think you want to. And promote players who have earned a promotion. Now, it, there has to be a spot available or an opportunity to to put them in. And again, it'll depend. I mean, Skinner's going to be on the team. For Pickard, he's he's done well. I mean, he 
well, that's three and two. So, so here's the thing with bringing up Rodrigue and talking about promoting a player that deserves a chance. But do you, to do that, you have to send down Pickard. Yes. And has Pickard done anything that would mean or show that he deserves to get sent down? No. So that's the thing. Like, well, well, you could send somebody else down, I suppose. Yeah, but, then, but you're also, but then you're also saying to well, Pickard, then you have no goalies left in Bakersfield. <laughs> but, but you're also, you're saying to Pickard, yeah, we want this guy up here. So uh, to me, Pickard has done exactly what he's supposed to do. He's played as a backup. And giving them quality starts. So I, to me, there's no rush in bringing Rodriguez up. I, I think as an organization, you have to decide, is Skinner and Pickard what you want going into the playoffs? Um, is, is, are you comfortable with that? And, and you can go either way. I mean, he has done his job, but is, is, is no there a better Anaheim's option? In, there's no Anaheim yes. in the playoffs, yes. right? So is, is there better options out there? Um, and I think, I, I almost wonder, Rob, if... Uh, I don't want to say are we past the days, but are, are are the days of the team that wins the Stanley Cup plays the same goaltender in every playoff game and he wins all 16 games. I mean, we saw even, um, I mean, the second time the Penguins won the Cup. Flurry uh, and Flurry, Flurry started and then Murray, 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 yes. Murray went the rest of the way. Vasilevsky's a different story, but there are fewer Vasilevsky-type goaltenders than there used to be. That and the fact that I've, over the last two years for sure, I can't, my memory's not good enough to go further back than that. The number of goalie injuries that we've seen in the playoffs the last number of years where teams have been forced to go to two and three. Vegas went to their fourth goalie. Uh, Carolina went three goalies deep. So Pittsburgh went three goalies deep. So it's, it's not so much that you're rotating goalies, but... Goalies are breaking down in the playoffs. So, again, you might believe Skinner is good enough to be your goalie in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs and win you a Stanley Cup. But you also have got to have someone that, if he's not able to play, is this guy, are you, do you trust him? Yeah. And because we've seen... Uh, the Carolina was on their third string goaltender. The, Pe- the Penguins went to game seven with their third string goaltender playing in the game because the injuries that are happening in the National Hockey League. So, and part of it is goaltenders playing too much in the regular season, the travel and everything. Their bodies start to break down. Well, even Bobrovsky didn't start the playoffs for Florida last year. That's a good. They point. had uh, oh, what's his name? Was, was it Spencer Knight? No, the other guy, Alex, Alex Lyon. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, he was hot at the end of the regular season. And, they and Maurice said, well, yeah. we're going to put him in. And then eventually he, he wasn't in. And, I mean, that was the one, uh, one of the, well, that was probably the one knock on Woody from last season. Should have you given Campbell an actual yes. start? Well, we talked about Pro- I mean, I would have started him game five against I the too. Kings. Well, I would have started him in that game after, because he came, he saved the Oilers' season. If he doesn't come in the third period against L.A. and they fall behind three games to one, I don't know if the Oilers beat the L.A. Kings. Right. And Campbell, and the, the Oilers came back and won that game. They weren't good in that third period. Campbell stood on his head to get them to that victory. But, yeah, you, you, you have to trust... Both you had at least two goaltenders. You got to trust yeah. can win you a Stanley Cup it, it come playoff time. So that's why you got to make the decision. Is Pickard the guy? Do you believe he can? You can ride him because 
you may need him at some point in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's an interesting discussion too. And I, I can't remember if you were – I don't think you were on this show with us, but uh, we did our, our preseason picks yep. on uh, Bob's show. And Bob thought scoring might come down this season. And I said, no, I think it's going to continue to climb just because there are too many good offensive yep. players and they're figuring out ways to score. Well, the, we're the, seeing that, the, yeah. The rules encourage offense. And Jack said, how many – like." Like knock them dead, no doubt about it. Upper echelon goaltenders are there, and there aren't. I mean, you, you and I, do and I sat here. Like last it used night. to be, it used to be like maybe half the league or more would have that guy that was he's going to play sixty games, yep, and, and he's going to play sixty-five, and this guy might even play seventy. You know, now okay, Vasilevsky, Hellebuck's pretty good. I think Saros is still pretty good. Yep. Um, uh, well, to, sure. to, to two New York guys. Yeah, so, well, but even the two New York guys, they split. They don't play. Sorokin's not playing 60 games. Shesterkin in New York is another guy. Yeah, but we, so I think Quick's we, having a great yeah, yeah, season. But, but, I mean, but then I even asked you about a couple guys. Do you consider Ottinger that guy yet? I'm not uh, sure yet. But Demko there? This year you do. Yeah, he's getting there. Yeah. But, I mean, we're talking elite. So we, we came up with about six elite goaltenders yeah. in the National Hockey So that's why... Because I still get a lot of like, well, why do you, well, why do you say nice things about Skinner? Skinner's, and I'm always like, well, first of all, he's it's, actually pretty good. Yeah. And second of all, he's in a big pool of goaltenders where it's like, okay, the, these guys are hard to discern who's noticeably better. Like that, he could be in a pot of like, what, 15 goaltenders, 20 that aren't those five or six guys we mentioned, but are starters, and then it's just gonna like who's going to have the big season or who's going to have a big run or who's going to do it in the playoffs. Yeah, you're right, because there's probably around the, the National Hockey League, there's probably about six teams, seven teams that have goaltenders that they would be in the lower echelon. And then you've got about six or seven teams there in the higher echelon. And the other 15 goalies out there are all mix and match. Uh, they could have a good week, they could have an off week, or but at least they give their team quality starts most of the time. Uh, well, you and I were talking last night about the fact that it used to be you needed an absolute stud. You needed a world-class goaltender to win a Stanley Cup. Vasilevsky is that guy, but over the last number of years, Vegas' fourth or fifth goalie, whatever you want to call Aiden Hill, won a Stanley Cup. Uh, before that, who were the other goalies that we came up with that won Stanley well, Cup? Bennington, Bennington was, a, was a nobody. He was he's, a minor. he's considered good now, but I wouldn't put him up well, in that other category. A, he was a minor league goalie when he got called up. Yep. And B, there was a lot of talk of them getting rid of him because they thought the backup goalie was the better goalie now. Well, wasn't there the story that he was might even was going to retire after that year or before that year or something? <laughs> so, yeah. So now, and then but, who are we missing? There was, uh, who was the other team that won a Stanley Cup recently? Uh, we were just talking about it yesterday. Well, Colorado. Oh, uh, Kemper. Oh, and like Kemper. And to me, like Kemper is, again, one of those second tier he, He's not an elite goaltender. Guys, and he looks better on a. I mean, oh. even the guy tonight for Anaheim. He, he would look better on a better team. Would, well, <laughs> would, he'd be, I think he would be an elite goaltender if he played on a good hockey club. But on this hockey club, I mean, he made he probably saved five or six goals that should have been in tonight, and he still let in seven. Yep. That's how bad they are. So you need a goaltender that gives you quality starts. I think right now they're getting that from Stuart Skinner. But you've got to make sure that you've got another guy that can give you quality starts in case something goes sideways, in case there's an injury or whatever. So you got to believe, whether it's Pickard or not, that you have that guy in your in your yeah. organization or in your group. And, and that's why I just wonder if they just might want to see how Rodrigue does. And, and, and I know, Rob, maybe that's not fair to Pickard. I don't think he would get claimed if you sent him down. But 
is to get the most well, to, to get to me to get the most possible information on Rodrigue. Okay, here's he, play, he plays okay, at least. What, what happened? Okay, you do send him down to bring up Rodrigue, and he does get claimed because there's some teams out there that are hurting for goaltenders. Now you lose Pickard, Rodrigue comes That'd up, be bad, and then Rodrigue comes up and. It doesn't go well for him. Now you got Rodriguez, your backup goaltender, and things haven't gone well. And, and are we writing off Campbell ever playing another game for the Oilers? No, I don't think you're writing him off yet. You're hoping that he finds his game. Um, but again, it, it, they were hoping this would happen in November. Yes. I mean, we're getting, I mean, closer to a time where they yeah, got to make a, a decision. Season and a half into the contract. Yes. So, so I, I don't know, but it's always going to be an issue until your goaltender wins you. Uh, a championship or gets at least that consistency that every playoff he's in it, he's giving you quality starts. And the only way to do that is continue to make the playoffs. And that's what the Oilers are trying to do now. Oilers win 7-2 over the Ducks. By the way, Matias Ekholm now with four NHL fights, three of them in the regular season. He has fought Wheeler, Landeskog, and Strom in the regular season. And he fought Corey Perry in a preseason game. Now, a lot of people, my mother included, would like to fight Corey Perry. <laughs> that is true. Um, not murderer's row. Uh, although Perry is fairly tough. I have seen him fight. He is fairly tough. Well, Wheeler's a big man. Wheeler is a big man. Landis I don't Gog, think he fights very well. I don't know how often well. Landis Gog has fought, but he'd be Well, that's actually, that's a couple of Swedes going at it. You don't usually, oh, yeah, see, that's right. you don't usually see that. I'll be interested. I, you know what? I really hope that Landis Gog, is, is he coming back this year? I mean, he's missed the last year and a half of hockey. Did they rule him out for this regular season as well? I, 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 can't I don't remember know. From flashing back to last year. I mean, the last time we saw him was did he play against the Oilers in, in the the playoffs when they not when they won the Stanley Cup? Landeskog played, didn't he? And then was hurt. Uh, yeah, he was still on that team. And then he got hurt afterwards. Like he had surgery that summer, and I don't think he's played since the Stanley Cup championship. He's projected to miss all of this season. Is he going to be in the playoffs? He hasn't played since he lifted the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't played. I mean, that what a loss for the for the Colorado Avalanche, who's trying to build a dynasty there. They lose their captain as soon as they win the Stanley Cup and is yet to play again. Power play update tonight. Uh, I like we were talking about. Oilers didn't score a power play goal. 0 for 4. Same deal for the Ducks. Presented there by Conlon Motorsports to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Warren Fogle had five points tonight. You're still going to hear from him on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. The puck at center ice. Taken by Fogle. Now on the left wing to McLeod. To dry side of the one-timer off the arm of Gibson. Now Fogle scores! Warren Fogle makes it 5-1 Oilers. He gets his second of the night. He's having a big time night. Fogle on fire tonight. Two goals, three assists. Oilers over the Ducks. 7-2, five wins in a row for Edmonton. They will play Philadelphia next. Flyers lost 4-3 in Calgary tonight as we check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Avalanche beat the Sharks 3-1. Sharks only had 11 shots on goal. Dallas ringing up Chicago 8-1. Lightning beat the Canadians 4-3. Canadians scored a goal from their own end when the Lightning thought the play had been blown dead and they stopped 
stopped playing, and Johansson, their goaltender, took a little twirl to the corner. Kovacevic shot it in, but Montreal loses 4-3. Penguins over the Islanders 3-1. Jets beat the Wild 3-2. Bruins over the Red Wings 5-3. Senators over the Sabres 5-1. Canada beat Germany. Wasn't easy 6-3 at the World Juniors. No, it wasn't. German the Germans gave them a, a good game. The German goaltender stood on his head. It was 3-3 in the third period. And I believe at that point, the Canadian team got a power play and went ahead. Uh, Celebrini had another couple goals. That kid is going to be a nice hockey player at the National Hockey League level. And now Team Canada gets a day off. And then in the new year, they will meet Czech. How do you say it? Czechia? Czechia. 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 So Czechoslovakia. Well, no, Czechoslovakia is Slovakia is the, the half oh. of it. So they used to be the Czech Republic. Now they're Czechia. When I when I played, it was just Czechoslovakia. It was Czechoslovakia. Now it's that's a, just because I was really old. Now it's two you mean the world the world's changed as I've aged? It really has, Ruff. <laughs> yeah, really, you're right. Really it has. has. So Canada and Czechia will play each other on Tuesday. The guy you used to play on a line with now owns the team. Actually, he owns Mario, the not Bobby. <laughs> Yeah. No, I know Bobby. Bobby don't got that money. Actually, Mario did own the team when I came back my second time there. Oh, right. He already owned it. He did own it, yes. All right. Rob, you can go. We'll take a time out, and we'll get to the uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to everyone listening. Stay safe, have fun, and hope 2024 is fantastic for all you Oilers fans out there. And we'll get to the Warren Fogle postgame in a couple minutes. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime. Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Career night for Warren Fogel, five points, two goals, three assists, leading the Oilers to their fifth straight win, 7-2 in Anaheim. Here's Fogel. Warren, your first ever five-point night. Maybe take us through the emotions after putting up a, a night like that. Yeah, um... It's kind of surreal, I guess. I, I don't really think you, you think about those nights, but, you know, I couldn't have done it without my uh, my teammates and line mates. You know, we were moving the puck well, you know, taking it to the net, and, um, you know, we're fortunate with a couple bounces. How have you guys been able to grow as a line? Because since you guys got put together last week, you guys just continue to grow each and every game. I mean, you personally have eight points in the last four games. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've been commu- communicating pretty well. Um, you know, Cloud and I have played together a lot, and, you know, I think just playing with such a great player like Leon, you know, he dictates the play out there, you know. I think with our speed, you know, we open up lanes and he slows it down and, you know, he's just got such great vision, great shot. So, you know, we're just trying to, you know, keep it going and, uh, yeah. Might be a ridiculous question, but take us through what the flow state looks like when you're in the zone right now. Clearly you're in it. Take us through what that looks like on a game-by-game basis. Uh, I, th- I just think it, it's just the fundamentals. You know, it's moving your feet, you know, winning your 50-50s and, and you know, getting to the net. You know, uh, I think as a line we're, we're doing more of that and, you know, Clatter's done an amazing job of that. You know, he's scored so many goals in the last couple of games and it's just getting to the front of the paint and, um, you know, tonight was just a great effort uh, by the whole team and, you know, we didn't come out that great in the first and, you know, Picks made some unbelievable saves so, um, you know, that calmness back there was huge and, you know, great uh, way to end the new year. A fifth straight victory for you guys as a group to close out the 2023. What's allowed you guys to see so much success as of late? I think just staying patient with our game. You know, we're not being reckless and, you know, there's times we have been down and, you know, we just stay with it and, um, you know, we saw that last night and, you know, if we keep, uh, you know, believing in each other, playing calm, you know, good things should happen with this group. How much has the defense activating a little bit more in the past few weeks helped you guys as offensive players? For sure, you know, they're doing a great job of, you know, creating motion and, you know, anytime there's motion in the D zone, it's, it's a bit confusing and, you know, they've done a 
a great job getting pucks to the net and, and you know being real uh, stable back there. Kind of have to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You guys had a great comeback last night against the Kings, and then tonight. You can't continue that on. How did you do that? You didn't look like you were tired at all from the back-to-back. Um, you know, I, I think just knowing uh, where we are in the standings, you know, every point is uh, matters, and, you know, especially the way we started. So it's just staying with it, you know, trying to win our segment, and, um, you know, the boys showed up tonight. That's Warren Fogle after the Oilers take it to the Anaheim Ducks 7-2. So the Oilers have won five straight. They've won 13 of their last 16. They're 18-15-1 on the season. Get more on this game, more on the team on globalnews.ca or 630ched.com. Our next game broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. A home game for the Oilers on Tuesday against Philadelphia. 5.30 for the face-off show. And the puck will drop at 7. Big thanks to Andrew Pinnell, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins, wishing you a happy new year. Stay safe, and thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.